0: hey guys what's up welcome back to no content that's pixel he's 35 34, oh, 34. 30 34 <laughs> i'm never gonna get that number right <laughs> i'm Kubom. i'm 28 uh welcome guys uh this episode should be to you guys a little bit early or um probably until about august uh late august we should have a uh a bit of earlier schedule just because um i have some stuff to do <laughs> during our usual time that we like record and stuff like that so hopefully uh you know yeah real life stuff sucks it's just like it's not even real life stuff it's just like working on some stuff at home and stuff like that so uh it sucks but uh anyway um besides that some pretty exciting announcements before we really dive deep into everything as always um one, we have no content number twenty coming out next week. Man. Um, so I believe we are still good for my friend Blake to come. I haven't actually talked to him yet. If you guys remember Blake, he was from, I believe, episode thirteen. I'm assuming I told him three weeks ago, are you down? He said yes. So You
1: haven't asked him?
0: No, I asked him three weeks ago. I said, Are you down <laughs> at episode twenty? Which is in three weeks. He said, Yeah, I'm down. So oh, Okay. I mean, but I haven't like reconfirmed that or anything. You know what I mean? So it might not be he's down anymore so gotcha, okay. blake might be coming on for episode 20 uh I- i'm almost 100 percent sure that he'll make it. if not we'll just grab someone else or whatever um so we have that <laughs> coming up uh it's gonna be actually our first three like person podcast with all three people usually it's just me and my uh myself and someone else just myself or someone else and a guest uh so it'll be interesting to say the least, so um, if you guys could let us know when that episode comes out, like the feedback and stuff. And I just want to get that out of the way now before Blake gets here and we make him feel bad or something next episode. <laughs> so after episode 20, if you guys could like email us or something or tweet me on Twitter or whisper WhisperPix on Twitch because he doesn't use Twitter anymore. Um, <laughs> that, would be, that would be great to uh, say the least. Let us know how it goes because it's hard. I think it's going to be different for sure. Uh, the vibe yeah. with just three people.
1: Yeah. Like, have we ever actually done a podcast with three, three people? Have I? No, yes. Right.
0: I. We have not. You and I have not. I have, personally. And it's hard. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah basically one person becomes the moderator, and then the other two people just kind of speak. And then it right. kind of is weird because it goes into, like, this interview thing. And uh-huh. especially if, like, uh, you start talking over people or something, you know?
1: Right. Because, like, you don't have that immediacy of an actual real-life conversation. I can't look at you and, you know, actually gauge body language or anything. Right. It, it, it ends up being people just talking over each other and not knowing when, like, a person's sentence really ends. Like, or they, if they want to continue their point. Right.
0: So, that it will be interesting, so definitely give us our feedback. But I, I'm pretty excited to uh, have that in the mix or whatever, just like every once in a while, like someone else to come up. We talked about this in the last episode as well. And I think that the response has been like pretty positive with everything from what I've uh, been seeing in my mentions and my DMS and stuff like that. So that's cool. Um, and then uh, we have some other stuff that's farther out, but um, you know we can. I guess we can spoil it now, but sometime in August, one of Pixel's friends is gonna be coming on the podcast as well. Cause I know you guys were complaining about that last podcast. So, <laughs> or like you have been for a while that apparently Pixel has no friends or I'm a bully and we're not real friends. I don't know what the issue is here.
1: Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, um, my one and
0: only friend. Yeah, they're like let Pixel talk more. Pixel doesn't have any friends. You're forcing him to be on this <laughs> podcast. There's like a bunch of other crap that like I don't really understand or care about. Really? So, you never told me about any of this. I told you like a couple podcasts ago, maybe offstream. I think,
1: me, I think he told me like like a couple of those things.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So Pixel's bringing on his own friend. Um, it's a she. So calm down, you weirdos on the internet. But it's yeah, a she. Yeah, it's a yeah. female. Settle but uh, down, it will down. be cool. Um. I don't know. she's a pretty good friend of Pixels and stuff, so that will be chill. That's sometime in August. We haven't really set a date on that yet, But keep in mind that as well. So um let us like really let us know how the vibe feels with the three person thing because we really want to Blake's like our beta tester, I guess, but we really want to see how it goes and stuff like that so we can improve on those uh, discussion points. Um, I think that's really about, oh, actually one la- one last thing, shameless plug here, but we do stream on twitch i've had some people be like oh why wasn't the podcast out today like i was waiting for it like there's been some days where like we don't record on mondays or it gets out late because of technical issues and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh we do stream this live on twitch i don't know how many people realize that or not because maybe a lot of people from deep thoughts jumped over here i don't know But twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo, if you guys want to check out the live stream for the podcast, we do record and stream it at the same time, so there's minimal chat interaction. But if you guys don't want to wait until basically Tuesday, because that's how long it takes for the RSS feeds to update we do do the podcast live on Tuesdays and you actually get to see what we look like, which is cool. <laughs> our lovely faces. Yeah. Our lovely faces, which is cool. So, uh, and I've also been, uh, I, you know, I also got a message that they were very surprised that we were both Asian. I don't know what that means, but thanks. Shout outs to hey, that person thanks. on that, on that DM yeah, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway though, I guess just jumping to the, uh, jumping into the podcast or whatever. Um, you know, last time we left off, um, I think we were talking about Pixel's trip to San Diego Comic-Con, the yearly trek to Comic-Con yeah. that Pixel seems to have done. So how did how did that go bef- Like before the trip, after the trip, during the trip, I guess? I don't know. Just like you have the floor, buddy.
1: All right. Well, you know, I was only there for like two days, but Comic-Con is my thing. I've been going for like 15 years. I, I love it. I love the vibe. And you know what? It hasn't changed. It's lines everywhere. People are angry, frustrated, bumping into each other. Like, it feels like a can of sardines in an open field. It's just... It's uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I I tried to get into one line for uh, this American Horror Story experience, and the thing was, like, five hours long. I And you had to line up to get a badge to get in. So you had the lineup to line up to line up. And once wow. I got to the end of that, once I got my badge, I tried to line up, and they told me the line was capped.
0: Wait, but you got a badge? Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh wow that sucks okay
1: so so i waited basically i waited in a line for like an hour an hour and a half for absolutely nothing and i was told to go away
0: (laughs) wow that's crazy that was like some feels bad man that's some pretty pretty feels bad man remember um there's a south park episode where the kids go to like a scuffed disneyland and they wait in this line for like seven hours and then at the end of the line they're like all right the ride's over (laughs) <laughs> and then they're like wait what it's like yeah it's just the line experience ride the ride is the line like oh it was bonding with your friends and like do you want to buy a picture of you guys standing in the line <laughs> and they were like super <laughs> pissed off about it." and i think like a suit or something but yeah
1: that's basically what it was yep. that's what comic con was it was the line experience you know experience what it feels like to be waiting somewhere with a hundred thousand people <laughs> yeah um, but uh, yeah, I managed to get inside, I uh, saw a few celebrities, I saw Edward James Olmos. Did you plug um, which... the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was screaming it out in front of the Marvel booth. Good, good. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so for those who don't know who de- who uh, Edward James Olmos is, he played uh, Admiral Adama on uh, Battlestar Galactica. So he was like plugging his new uh, show um mayans i think it was but i saw him just like walking around he was taking selfies with people it was really cool
0: nice nice um
1: what else i mean really all i did inside the convention was just like walk around and stand at intersections waiting for people to cross while i you know waiting for my turn to cross <laughs> that's like what you do at conventions right um i didn't see too many uh cosplayers. And to be honest, like I don't think Comic Con is actually a good place to cosplay, just because there's too many people. Right, right. And That'd just be,
0: that pissed. sounds horrific, like trying to get in and it's, out. Like, yeah, that sounds yeah. awful.
1: Like, like, okay. So, so it was a few years ago, I actually cosplayed at Comic Con.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know this. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, it was brutal. It was like one of those years where it was like a heat wave down in San Diego. Uh-huh. It was. Probably yeah. like a good ninety degrees outside, and I didn't want to be out there. Like I, I was just like every five minutes I had to stop and drink some water because I was dying.
0: Wow, what did you cosplay it, as?
1: I cosplayed as Fox,
0: like Star Fox. Star Fox. Oh, okay, cool. So you had like blonde hair and stuff. Cloud.
1: Yeah, yeah. So nice. I had like cool. So like this was a stupid idea because I, you know how <laughs> you always get up in Super Smash Brothers, right? He has like the long green like flight suit yes and yes yes he's got like gloves and a jacket i'm like, uh, like you got
0: like full cargo pant like cargo green yeah. pants boots yeah, yeah, like yeah,
1: like, yeah. Like, I, I actually found like a green jumpsuit on ebay and i actually bought it and, oh like, no this, this thing in the middle of freaking summer oh gosh <laughs> that sounds awful yeah yeah i was like this is miserable like i couldn't i couldn't do this but like it was a cool experience, like a lot of people wanted to take pictures and it was like really cool just like you know like see people really enthusiastic about seeing a good cosplay mm-hmm. and the coolest thing though was uh I actually got featured in popular mechanics
0: oh is that what is that like a magazine or something
1: it it was a magazine, but it's oh, also okay. like a website to have like a like a sister component website um and they do articles on, like, do-it-yourself uh, electronics, building, wow. like, crafts and hobbies type thing. Um, this, is, this, is, this magazine's actually been around for, like, a long, long time. I, mm. I'd say since, like, the, the early 1900s. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it's been around for a long time. But uh, I got featured in, like, this Comic-Con uh, article with, like, cosplay. And, like, that was just really, really awesome. Like, they
0: interviewed you and stuff?
1: Yeah, they asked me like a few wow. questions about like how how it was constructed.
0: That's actually that's actually crazy. They they include me on
1: the website. I, I remember seeing it. I don't know if it's still up on online anywhere, but uh it, it might be. Wow.
0: You I should have actually saved that. That would have been nuts or whatever.
1: Yeah, I should have saved that. I wonder if it's still on. I, I have to look for it.
0: Right, but, um, right.
1: Yeah, like that was that was just a really, really cool experience, you know? And uh I was able to um yeah, yeah yeah just like meet some really cool people and i don't think i would ever do that again just because like it was so brutally hot
0: right yeah that that makes sense i don't know how cosplayers do it or whatever especially some of the like bulkier ones or whatever like i don't even think they go into the convention
1: at all oh absolutely not like, 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 like they, ever. they have to have handlers they have to have like right. a team of people that like brush people out of the way and like clear a path for you right which makes sense or whatever yeah, um like uh um, like the yeah. full like size reinhardt cosplays are just just ridiculous
0: yeah it's it's also surprising to me kind of with cosplay like um just like how like I'll go to like Twitch when I was at TwitchCon like people cosplay there like I thought that was so strange to me cuz it's like I get it's hmm. gaming but it's more about like content creators you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. VidCon was like I think like not last weekend, but like a couple like a couple weekends ago. And even at VidCon, mm-hmm. like people cosplayed. And it was like
1: Yeah. VidCon pretty is weird.
0: Probably... <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's like it's not really game. Like I guess there's gaming subsections on YouTube, but like I don't know.
1: That is probably like the weirdest con to cosplay at. Like that's yeah. probably like because there's no connection between like the character and the content creators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm exactly so it's i mean i can understand twitch a little little bit more right
0: it makes sense but, but still a little yeah. odd in my opinion you know like kind of yeah it's like huh okay like why is there always a deadpool at, at any convention that anyone goes to like why Why does this have to do with relevancy at all um i will say though there was a cosplay at vidcon that um w- like was trending on reddit it was so funny so as a kid like a little kid well not little but like me 14 or something right and then his cosplay was just he was wearing like a giant like mask. So it's kind of like what are those things like there's those booths you can like stick your head in and it makes it's just your head. And then it's like an image around it and it makes you look like something different. Like they're on boardwalks and stuff. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, do you mean like the, you stick your face in and it creates an imprint of it on the other side?
0: No, 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 no. They're like they're like they're wooden. They're like you put your face in it and it makes you look like a baby or it makes you look like a strong man or whatever. And it's like pa- a painted image oh, and they have a like cut out for yeah. your face or
1: whatever. Okay, like there's a hole for them. Yeah, yeah I yeah, know what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So that's
0: what that's what this kid had but then so he had one of those but it was mobile and it was just like a sign and it was like a, a rectangle around his face right with a cutout for his face or whatever but mm-hmm. it was a youtube thumbnail for an apology video <laughs> and i thought it was so funny and like the youtube thumbnail was like him his face and then like whenever someone interacted with him he'd be all sad he had a box of tissues and then like the like to dislike ratio was like likes a thousand like down votes like down dislikes a million and then the video <laughs> thumbnail had like 18 ads like the little yellow markers like on the ad or whatever and i guess like when people like went up to him and was like what's wrong he like pull out the tissues and start crying he's like i'm sorry for making a tiktok video at my grandpa's funeral <laughs> like i shouldn't have done it it was wrong of me. i'll never do it again but i need the okay. money it was so funny that's, like, that was that's so a good great, it was that's a good. great cosplay that was a great cosplay like, it was, but then but then i saw others and it was like why are you diva <laughs> you know what i mean like at, at a convention <laughs> see, you know what i mean or see, like it was I weird that.
1: But... i love those kinds of cosplays that like the self-referential like meta oh, yeah yeah it's 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 so great because it's like it, it's perfect for vidcon everybody understands it right. everybody can relate with it and it's like it's just the perfect kind of cosplay
0: right right so uh yeah um uh but other okay back to comic-con though i mean mm-hmm. what so we, I think we talked about this last year, I believe, but it might have been on deep thoughts at the time. But I mean, overall, like, how is your whole experience? Like, how has, I guess, Comic Con changed for you since you've been there probably for a number of years or whatever? And do you like current Comic Con better, or do you wish to kind of like transition? Because there's a lot of like mm. arguments on both sides, right? Like some people are like, I really like Comic Con now because it's it's like just all pop culture, all nerd culture, and then there's mm. other people who are, like, very old school, like, it should be only comics. And then there's, like, some people that are, like, I just don't like how it's, like, very, like, Hollywood now. Like, it's just, like, yeah. promoting, like, TV shows or promoting, like, you know, Marvel movies or DC movies, and it's just all about, like, the movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, uh, do you think that it's been a good transition for it? Do you think it's still in, like, a weird transitional phase? Do you, like, where do you think yeah. Comic-Con is and how do you feel about it?
1: Okay, um, so for, for those who don't know, I actually am, like, a huge con-goer. I used to go to comic conventions back in the early 90s. I used to go, uh, used to, go to the New York Comic Con. Which is uh, pretty big when, too, right? Yeah, the Big Apple, yeah. like New York Comic Con. It, it had like humble beginnings. Like it started out, uh, started out in the basement of a church. Mm. And like it was maybe like a few hundred people like selling comic books and toys in, in, in this basement. And it kind of blew up into this big, huge thing. Right. Um so I've been going to cons ever since the 90s. It started off with comics, but I I actually don't mind that this encompasses all sorts of pop culture. Like I, it's right. amazing. There's no other convention like it. Right, yeah. So it it has that going for it because like it's just this huge spectacle. Nowhere else can you find like all of these uh companies and, you know, uh content creators just in one place. And actually, pandering to the the comic con crowd, mm-hmm. it's it's really about the crowd because everybody there is a super fan. The whole right. idea of it was to create this convention and give them a sneak peek on things, and then they would go out and they would uh, get on social media and hype it up because they knew that they would um, be able to get the word out more effectively than just like you know just you know a rando. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I really love that, that spectacle and I don't mind that comics aren't a major part of it anymore. Mm. Um, even though, you know, the, the, it's, it's changed mediums, it's changed from like comic books to like TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't mind that. Right. And I mean, it's kind of sad, but I think comics are something that are, are that are going away. Soon. I mean, it it's definitely a niche. It is, yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
0: like it's only for the hardcore. Like it's only for like the hardcore. And and to be honest with you, it's expensive. I used to read comics back in 2010. And mm-hmm. it's expensive if you want to keep up with a series or yeah. get backlog of a series too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just getting it's, into it's pretty hard.
1: Yeah, there's just there's just a ton and a, just a ton of material. Mm-hmm. Um and the majority of comic cons were mainly for collectors. Like Originally, they were just like about trading like really high quality uh, Mm -hmm. comic books. Like, hey, I got this, you know, amazing fantasy number fifteen. You want to check it out? And it would just be like, you know, just a kind of like a swap meet, right? And that hobby is going away, right? And I think we're going to see a lot of those comic book dealers and comic cons like just they're not going to be there anymore because they're not going to make any money.
0: I think it, yeah. I think also I was going to say, uh, it's also the internet. I think it's so mm-hmm. much easier to kind of just like find those things nowadays, like on the yeah. internet and stuff like that. So I think that's also hurting a lot of these industries as well. Like going to yeah. WonderCon, it was like very like swap meaty but nerd cent- centered. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where, like, unless it's like a very unique piece of art or someone really small, it's like a lot of the stuff that they were selling there, like these shirts or plushes or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. I could just buy this online for probably cheaper.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I and, mean? you know, yeah. There's that company, uh, it's called CGC. They uh, grade comic books. They encase mm-hmm. them in that plastic um, box. Right. Um, and They give you a, a grade number. Mm-hmm. And that has turned like the whole swap meet, that sort of like um, trade meet sort of thing at Comic-Cons into a uh, like storefront, you know? Mm. Everything has like a consistent price, a consistent grade, so you kind of know what you're getting. And that turns... Uh, the whole market into something that you can just put online you don't really need to meet anybody for that
0: yeah it takes the fun out of haggling too because it's <laughs> i don't know like maybe people still do but yeah, yeah i don't know it's yeah. like this is how like this is how much you know this is how much a price of milk is or this is how much an iphone is like i'm not gonna haggle with you like you buy it or exactly. you don't you know what i mean and that takes the fun out of i guess what like cons were kind of for in a sense was like yeah yeah that were- haggling and that experience of it
1: right this meeting like minded people and just like talking comics while you're just like yeah i want to like check out this whole run of uh, i don't know night nurse or whatever right yeah, yeah. there was a, yeah there was a comic called night nurse <laughs> yeah um but like it's it was a way to like discover new things and a way to like talk to people who were in in the industry and like mm-hmm. who can give you recommendations and things like that and it was like a really different kind of time
0: yeah. but
1: people like my age and younger, they don't collect comics. Right. It's, it's not something they grew up with.
0: Right, yeah.
1: And it's not something I can see living past like the next, I don't know, 10, 20 years. Yeah. So I think this transition, it kind of had to change. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that atmosphere is kind of lost now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it had to move on
0: yeah it it's hard because like i said like i got into comics in 2010 because of a like a friend of mine um but like even just getting into it is hard right like it's like okay i wanted like i'm a pretty big spider-man fan i was like okay i want to check out like spider-man comics and it's like i just get the latest issue and it's like the it's in the middle of like some arc and i'm like wait Mm -hmm. what's going on like i have no idea it's like okay let me just go back to like you know number one and start from there it's like can't really do that there's 700 comics before you know what i mean there's 700 issues and they each cost like four bucks and you know the comic itself is like very thin and you know what i mean like you (laughs) don't get much out of it and and i don't know it became like too expensive of a hobby in a way you know um i think for me i've always been a big manga fan and it's something i don't really talk about a lot i actually own like 900 mangas that are stored Mm. in my garage right now But I think, like, I just like those better because I don't run the risk of, like, all right, Spider-Man's getting rebooted, like, for the eighth time. It's like, no, when Bleach is done, it's done. You know what I mean? And I have all the Bleaches, and it's like, if I ever want to go revisit that series and read it, cool. If not, then it's totally fine. Like, it's done. You know what I mean? And I I like that about it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a it's just a transition that's going to happen i think that it will i personally think that comics will survive in some type of capacity but i don't know how big of an industry it is you know what i mean i mean radio is still around for whatever mm-hmm. reason you know what i mean it survived mm-hmm. tv it survived movies it survived you know people just listening to bluetooth mm-hmm. on you know bluetooth on their car they've adapted right and made it like yeah. blue, Sirius xm blue like you know online radio podcasting, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it, it's trans yeah. transformed and transitioned. I, I think we will see something though that we see with like traditional newspapers. Like, I don't know if you n- heard, but I think it's like the New Yorker, I believe is only digital. Now you oh, actually wow. can't get like a physical copy of it. Cause it was just burning money. So now it's like you pay a subscription fee to access the site and there's mm-hmm. like consistent articles coming out like all the time and stuff like that. And I think sure. they went all online. I think that's probably where I see comics, but I wouldn't be shocked or like surprised at all. If like in 10 mm-hmm. to 20 years, it's like this is, you know, it's over.
1: Yeah, it's I mean done, like but... that's kind of like what they're doing now. I don't know how many people are actually subscribing to it, but they do have their own like delivery services for that. Like you, right. you can even get like um, I believe DC, you can uh, access like almost the entire library of of stuff. Um, yeah so i know
0: manga does it too viz media they they Mm. have a thing online where you can where it's like a subscription thing and you you pay for the comics online or whatever
1: yeah i think uh the whole manga like method or like the way of delivering uh books like you have a book that has an encompassing of like 10 issues or something like that and you Mm. don't have to wait every week or every few months for this right um so so normally like in, in japan like they have this like giant thick like phone book size manga thing it's all mm-hmm. printed on newsprint like every week they they send out another one and it's like a new issue and these issues are like you know i don't know 10 16 pages or whatever of mm-hmm. the latest title and they collect all of that and put it into a book and we only get the book we right. never really see like the newsprint like phone book stuff mm-hmm. and i think that really really helps you get into a story because you have so much of it already. Right. Yeah, ready to read instead of getting it in snippets of like 16 pages. Right. So
0: I think also I was going to say, just jump in really quick. Uh, I was going to also say, I think they also kind of like, they don't start releasing the volumes or whatever, like those books that we get in America until they're about like 10 to 15 issues or chapters out. So also that's helpful because it's like consistency, right? So it never really catches up with the weekly stuff, which is kind of nice too as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, like, yeah. that's that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, like, that, I think, is probably something that could really help the comic industry. It's just, like, right. instead of focusing on issue per issue, just, like, put out graphic novels. Put out, mm-hmm. like, giant collections every, like, few months or something like that. Right. And just, it's generally cheaper. And, you know, I enjoy reading them a lot more than just, like, individual issues.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, side note, I actually, have you ever read the series Bakuman, the manga? Bakuman.
1: Uh, I've heard of it. I've never read it.
0: I think you would really like it as an artist.
1: Right, so let me write it, that
0: down. Yeah, B A K U M A N. I think you would really like it. So basically, it's from the it's this it's from the same guys who wrote Death Note. Okay. So already it's like oh that's pretty interesting, right? They made a pretty unique series, right? et cetera. Et cetera. But this one, it folk they actually got a lot of controversy. Like the two guys who made this. Because mm-hmm. basically this series, and it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of cheesy in a sense or whatever, but basically, and I'm not spoiling anything. Cause it's literally in the first, like two pages of the, bo- of the manga. It's about an artist kid who wants to like have an anime romance, basically, or a manga romance. And he falls in love with this girl and she's like, well, I want to be a voice actress. So he's like, I'm going to become a manga artist. And then you can be the voice in my, ma- in the anime. Right. Mm. So basically it's really really cool and I love it and not a lot of people heard it uh, have heard of it. I believe this series is over as well so you probably can read the whole thing or buy the whole thing anyway. But mm-hmm. basically it's just about two kids that start in high school and they start working for Shonen Jump. Hmm. And um the reason why it got it was controversial is because Shonen uh, Shonen Jump kind of got backlash from other manga companies I guess in Japan for like revealing the process of how to make a manga cuz it's literally that it's basically a dramatized Ooh. version of, it's like the kids will like the kids will like go and like meet the editor and the editor is like mm-hmm. no I don't like this like kick this out take this out they're like but we don't want to it's like this is what's going to sell like you need to do this so they go back they redesign it and then they like submit again and then it's like okay so now we're at step 2 you get like you get Background artists and these people and these people like keep doing it. Like, here's your rank Mm -hmm. for this week. Like, oh crap, we need to do something really cool. Like, do we colorize? It's actually really interesting. I think you would really like it.
1: I actually like that premise. Yeah, the whole behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah, it's
0: really cool. And it's like, and like Shonen Jump like came out with the statement like, "This is accurate." Like, if you want to become an artist, like a manga creator, like the main character is an artist and his friends like a story writer, and so Mm -hmm. like they're a duo team. And apparently, it's like kind of semi-documentary on like how the two guys made death note Mm. because like i guess it's like you go you get like anyone can submit apparently um to like shonen jump but you go you have a meeting and then some guy comes and he becomes like your community manager or like your partnership manager i guess and Mm -hmm. you have to show him at least like a full chapter in storyboards and then he basically Mm. critiques it Says yes or no, and then sends you off on your way. And you have to keep submitting like that over and over and over again until he's like, okay, we can make it a one shot. And then from there, um, apparently um, in Japan, the Shonen weeklies have a card where you vote and you vote like mm-hmm. what your favorite chapters are. And those rankings determine if your manga keeps going or not. So if you consistently get like last place like five, six times in a row, like your manga's canceled and they'll tell you what chapter to end it on. Mm-hmm. And then once your series is over, you have to go through the whole process again. No special treatment. Oh. So it's kind of why, like, you see these manga artists who just, like, they just keep going. Like, One Piece, for example, right? It went. For, it's still mm-hmm. going after, like, 20 years or whatever, right? Because the rankings for it are so high. It's mm-hmm. like, why, why? They basically are like, why stop? But then, like, if he ever ends that series on his own, you know... He will have to go through the same process. He will lose that partnership manager that he currently has and get a completely mm-hmm. different guy. And It's really interesting. And have to like resubmit a full chapter and then do all that stuff. So it's actually like really, really crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I think you would love it. I think you would really like yeah. the series.
1: I'll check it out. So, um, was this uh manga actually featured in Shonen Jump?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's they're pretty like
1: fun. submitting the show in general They're That's like
0: meditating like it's so meta and it's just really funny cuz like a lot of other like manga studios were like were like pissed cuz they're like you're kind of giving it doesn't give away insider secrets but it's definitely like how the process of like making a manga from the perspective of an artist And Mm -hmm. a story editor happens and like those conflictions of like, well, this is how I want my art to be, but it's not shown in me enough. Like it needs to be more like this or the story needs to be more for kids. And it's like, Oh, let's do a chapter on this. It's like, Oh man, this is really good. And it comes back. It's like the kids hated it or people didn't like it, but you're really popular with this age Mm -hmm. group. And it's just really interesting. Um, they get mad though. It's Japan. I don't know. Maybe they still (laughs) like the insider secrets being kind of like exposed. You know what I mean, mm. but I think it's stuff that's also just publicly available. But it's a really good series, um, mm. just kind of like you know they you know them failing and struggling to find what's good, and then they get a good, you know they may get a good one, and then it's like, but we can't make this an anime. And he's like, but I love this girl. I need to, you know what I mean. It's just very interesting, mm-hmm. like what sure. what the whole series is. I think you would really like it. I don't believe it's too long either, because I'm the type of person who's like, I don't like really really long like series like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um yeah it's only 20 volumes which is pretty short for like a manga
1: well that's not bad at all you
0: know what i mean because like bleach was like what 50 yeah it's 176 chapters so it's actually Mm -hmm. super super short
1: that's not bad
0: yeah so i would definitely um um it it, it, yeah i would definitely uh recommend it or whatever it it did like 15 million copies or whatever oh that's pretty good but uh yeah I-, I would highly recommend it i really enjoyed it and it's you know it's a it's di- it was definitely different for shonen jump because it comes off as kind of a slice of life like obviously it's trying to dramatize stuff and stuff like mm-hmm. that but for the most part it really is like a slice of life manga
1: yeah it's really and interesting. i don't cause... think
0: you see that very often
1: right because like shonen jump is mostly action <laughs> yeah it's, yeah. it's mostly just like fighting or like martial arts like historical drama type stuff mm-hmm. so this is kind of a, an interesting choice for them
0: yeah definitely i would highly recommend it and it's cool too because like um like they allowed there's like they actually like allowed like i don't think it, how i don't know how accurate it is but like they do run into like these big time guys like the guy who wrote one piece or the guy who wrote um like the guy who wrote naruto or something right or like the artist like in the manga and they actually like recreate their actual like <laughs> artist sets like their artist r- drawing areas accurately That's cool and i think like the one piece guy was like i'm so embarrassed because like his set was just disaster like his papers everywhere, coffee mugs everywhere like it's very unclean like then the guy who wrote naruto's like super clean like super like minimalistic <laughs> it's really interesting and then like they even said like uh, there's even like footnotes sometimes and it's like this is actually how it looked like he said it was okay if we did this and then that's like brilliant. they that's actually brilliant. came out the interviews with the artists and they're like i was so embarrassed or whatever but yeah that's how it is like in our place
1: that's that's really cool i like that it's kind of like almost like almost like caricaturing the industry the mm-hmm. people in that industry yeah
0: and then like the side the the side characters are great there's like other artists competing with them and then there's also like you know kids that start working with them who only do backgrounds and they you know they have dreams of their own and aspirations for stuff and they're like trying to learn from them it's it's really good i i it's probably honestly one of my favorite mangas of all time and that's Mm -hmm. saying a lot because i've read a lot but i think it was (laughs) just the take of it was very very unique
1: it does sound really unique. Like I yeah. just did and I not think you expect...
0: would, I think you would love it because it's from the artist's perspective. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't expect this. Like you, are right. Like a lot of the Japanese culture is, um, they they would never actually show this behind the scenes thing. It's mm-hmm. very this much as outward appearance and just like the final product. You know, mm-hmm. and showing the process kind of takes away from that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like really cool to see that
0: yeah there's even like a chapter on like what pens you should use when drawing manga and like what are the best ones and he's like oh yeah like they'd casually go to like a a manga store in japan it's like a real place (laughs) in japan that you can actually visit oh that's funny and you know it it, a lot of it is like and it's like confirmed like that's the actual pens they use to draw this manga so it's very like meta in that way so yeah bakuman uh highly recommended for anyone who's into like slice of life comics or whatever um I will say it's, it is at times very, it you know, it's it's definitely for the young, not young crowd, but I mean, you know, it's obviously in Shonen Jump, so it's trying to captivate that crowd of like, you know, Naruto or Bleach or One Piece type of people. So oh, I will right. say that, it's and nice. there is a little cheesiness in the fact that like, he's like, I'm going to make a manga, or, you know, I'm going to make a manga and marry this girl when we both achieve our dreams of her being a voice actress and me being a manga artist and I'm an anime. It's kind of cheesy in that sense, <laughs> but... You know, I think that's the only flaw in it, but everything else mm-hmm. on it is pretty, pretty good. Um highly highly recommend it.
1: Sweet, yeah, I'll check I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um moving on, I guess, unless you had more to say about Comic Con in general, your experiences.
1: Uh I'm trying to think if, there, if there's anything else. But I can't really think of any cool stories. I think that's pretty much it.
0: All right, all right, fair enough. Um, On my end, I literally did, I feel like I did nothing this weekend, but I did do the Pokemon Go community event that we talked about last
1: week. Oh yeah, how's that?
0: (laughs) So that was pretty, it was pretty fun. It was actually my first community day. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, in Pokemon Go there is a thing called community day where for a three hour period on usually a Saturday or Sunday, a Pokemon comes out (coughs) that um, will spawn heavily um we i found out that it's not the only pokemon that spawns but it spawns a lot um three times xp catch rate um and then also if you evolve it that day it uh it gets like a special exclusive move um this month apparently was swampert which is pretty cool they wrote or they rotate out between um starter pokemon and just some random pokemon so this month was Mudkip slash Swamper. Um, walked around the Spectrum. It's like a mall near my place, or not really near my place. Actually, it's like thirty <laughs> minutes away now. But mm-hmm. uh, I forgot I moved. But uh, it's like thirty minutes away from me. Went there. A lot of people. Like a lot of people. Like Bet. um, like there was like it was pretty funny because uh, I overheard like maybe seven or eight times the whole time we were there, just people being like, "Is there a convention in town? Like, what's going on?" Like it felt like it was packed like sardines like comic con almost yeah. like it was it was crowded um That's crazy we did i did well um i think my total count at the end of it was about seven hundred mudkips, which resulted <laughs> in about fourteen hundred candies and we got we got nineteen shiny mudkips baby, so we're good um highest mudkip ninety six i v nine shiny uh high shiny mudkip eighty six i v um and uh, evolved about nine of them for trades because it's shiny and it has the exclusive move, which um, bumps Swampert up to being the second-best water Pokemon in the game right now. Wow. Uh, Debatably, the first, because the number one is a legendary Pokemon that's no longer available, and it's hard to get candies for that legendary Pokemon because you have to raid. This is a Mudkip, which is pretty common, and you get from eggs, and their candy is more readily available. So, debatably, possibly the the first-best... Uh, water type Pokemon. um So that was fun. I mean, not much to say about it. It's just it's a Pokemon Go event. Just kind of walk around, catch stuff. Uh, next one is in two weeks. They're probably gonna announce it in a couple of days. Whatever that Pokemon is, which is a non starter. Um, other than that, Team Rocket event came out today, surprisingly. So that was pretty cool. Go to a Pokéstop that's flickering in black. Uh go there, fight a team rocket grunt, get a shadow Pokemon an evil pokemon, and they look pretty sick, cool. but uh apparently that event's permanent, so it's not going away anytime soon, which is nice
1: as well nice are th- are those puggy stops pretty rare, or are they just kind of pop up uh often
0: uh i found so today just being out and about, I found about four or whatever so i don't know how many i actually passed by during my day but i wasn't like consistently like checking all the time it's totally mm-hmm. random where they are too as well so you do have mm-hmm. to like travel to like you will have to like do some type of traveling or whatever but they seem to be clustered in areas where there. once again it's one of those things where it will appear where there's a lot of cell activity so mm. like if your work has a lot of cars or cell phones you know um you know malls. Uh, that type of Mm -hmm. stuff they will show up or whatever i like how it's optional too like if you don't you don't have to go around guys and like spin all the pokestops and hope team rocket's there like the pokestop is it's basically the pokestop is like black and bluish and it's flickering like it's unstable uh Mm -hmm. once you go there you spin the pokestop and you'll get some items and then team rocket will pop up and be like yeah if you want the rest of the items that are in or it's like we stole a bunch of items from here like back off you fight them and then, depending on how well you did in the fight, um, the fights are also determined by your level. You'll fight a Pokemon. I believe I got a Shadow Bulbasaur. So this is a Bulbasaur that looks super evil. Uh, so the thing with Shadow Pokemon, they suck, but they look cool. They, they really, <laughs> really suck. Like, they're awful. They're awfully bad. But uh, they look really cool, so I might keep it. You have an option to pay a bunch of, or a little bit of Stardust to purify it. And once you purify it, its stats will like go up like crazy. Mm-hmm. um and it and also it'll be cheaper to power up and to teach it new moves so if you don't have some of the pokemon it's like the typical pokemon that the team rocket grunts have so like zubats coughings uh all the starters as well are in there it's actually a pretty good way to get like a guaranteed starter mm. um regardless of if you want charmander or bulbasaur or whatever so uh yeah, it's uh it's a pretty cool event. Um and then after you beat them, you even get more items because they drop the items they get. So you spin the PokeStop once to activate, you get some items. Encounter starts mm-hmm. probably takes about a minute or two, and then after they leave, it becomes a normal PokéStop again, off cooldown, and you can spin it again and get items too. Mm. That's kind of a benefit as well. So that event is long term, uh, which is super, super nice. So you don't have to worry about it, I believe, ever going away. I don't think they said like it's ever going away. They never gave like a time frame for it. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, keep that up. If you want some Pikachu's and some starter Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, cool. Yeah, it's very, it's actually really cool, and it uses the new PvP system. So if you guys didn't know, there's it's it's not just like tap 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 tap. It kind of is, kind of not. But the way the PvP system is, you choose three Pokemon, they choose three Pokemon, they go in. You tap, and then when your alt's charged, you actually have to play like a swiping mini game. So, you activate mm. your alt and it's different. So, for example, when I did Earthquake, because it's on the ground, a bunch of like dots came up from above or below my mm. screen floating up, and I had to swipe all of them, kind of like Fruit Ninja, to power up my alt move to either nice, great, or excellent. Mm. Um, so, there's swiping as well. So it's kind of like a Fruit Ninja minigame, which is pretty cool. Um, so, it uses that mechanic as well. So, mm. it's not just like another thing where you just tap a bunch,
1: which is kind of nice. I just thought of something. What if these mini battles actually turn into like a team fight tactics sort of auto battler type of Dude, game? Dude, we
0: just need
1: poke. Honestly, I've
0: always wanted a poke. Like just thinking about it, like a Pokemon team fight tactics would be really cool because you already have the class. Like you already have the types, right? Yeah, and like you the
1: like, mix match,
0: In the yeah. class, in the mix matches, and they have like 700 Pokemon, so it's super easy to just like slowly start releasing duders like over the course of like generations you know what i mean like start with 151 it's something that they missed out on for sure
1: yeah it's like a like a battle royale type thing yeah on on a board like it's not 1v1 pokemon anymore it's just like a like a whole team of them fighting at once like that just sounds really cool
0: yeah it's something they need to get on which probably will never happen unfortunately but one can dream.
1: Yeah, we we called it here, you know, if they make one.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they make one, I want royalties. I want 10% of all sales.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. I the want the first copy too. Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: I want to be beta tester, at the least beta tester. Um, <laughs> speaking of TFT, man, TFT update number 5, how how are we both feeling about the game pixel? How are you feeling about it? Same same less, like... you know, what more, you know.
1: know man. I don't know. It's like less now. <laughs>
0: Mm. Like, it's, you don't like it as much, or you less hate it?
1: I just, you know, I'm not really excited about the game anymore.
0: Yeah, that's actually, that's kind of the boat that I'm in right now. It, it, I was excited, and, yeah, I it's don't know.
1: Like, I, I, I see a lot of people just still, like, really grinding it out, really enjoying it, and, you know, that's really great. Like, you know, they're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just not a game that I am really connecting with and yeah to be to be honest like whenever i play this game i get really frustrated Mm. and (laughs) i don't like how it makes me feel
0: gotcha Uh, that's fair i think i'm kind of in the same boat as well for me um i don't know like I think the problem is because of ranked and everyone's playing ranked, we can only group with like three people. I also mm-hmm. will say that the first day that I played my computer crashed two times. So I lost two placement games. Oh, and remember then, that. yeah. And then I, I got back up. I got like, it was so stupid. So I lost my first two placement games. And I think that just really hurt me a lot because the next three games. It's out of five placements, by the way, uh, the mm-hmm. next three games, I got top four each game and i still stayed at where i was placed originally which was iron 2
1: it seems um, like everybody gets placed at iron 2 to be honest my
0: two so two of my friends got placed bronze 4
1: oh okay huh.
0: so um i don't know maybe maybe something changed um it's definitely i will say unfortunately it seems like a grind the streamers don't look like it's a grind but they've been playing like 8 to 12 hours a day you got to remember guys that for an average joe like me uh, you know i can stream maybe two to three hours a day and if it's tft streamed it the other night after i placed for about three hours actually and i went from iron 2 to iron 2 (laughs) but i went from iron 2 i believe 5 lp to iron 2 95 lp um after you hit 100 you'll go to the next rank which is iron one so it's definitely a grind the rank is definitely like a grindy type i don't even think i don't think to be honest i actually don't think the game is grindy i think it's just that the it's just how long the games are is the issue Mm -hmm. i don't think it's actually a big grind i just think it takes a long time there's no such thing as win streaks or lose streaks either um the MMR, like the way it judges your MMR is very strange. I've gotten a third place for 22 LP, but then I've gotten a fourth or f- I've gotten a fourth place and I've gotten 30 LP. Um, yeah. it, it Apparently it takes into account your lose and win streaks as well. So in one game I was consistently like first place for like most of the game. And then I bought, I went down to fourth place and I got like 50 LP from that because I was in first place for so long Mm-hmm. I've also had other games where I've been eighth place and I struggle for a long time. And then by the end, I finish fourth. I've gotten like 30 LP from that. And then I've had mm-hmm. average games where I'm consistently just like three, four, five, no real win streaks, no real lose streaks. And I'll get like 20. So it does mm-hmm. take into account, I believe, like your loss and win streaks, which is kind of strange, but I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, I think it's mostly just that for me, I still don't really know what items do. I understand what everything else is, but for me the items, it's like who to put. To, like I know what item what makes what item, but it's like there's all there's now this like meta where it's like oh you try to get I don't know like you try to get locket onto Volu Bear with like this item or like no don't put that bow on this guy put it on Lucian like if you get a Lucian then this item's like the best item for <laughs> Lucian and people already know like what the best items are for like each character now all of a sudden and I think that's my disadvantage to where like. I know what makes what and what I need. But then it's like, I don't really know what characters I should be getting to put the items on. Mm-hmm. And so my build kind of falls flat.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it always feels like uh, everybody kind of knows what to build. Yeah. And it's like there's this meta of a build that everybody is trying to get. And I think right now it's like Akali. collie. ninjas ninjas
0: assassins are really strong and then volley bear is really strong right now and both are getting Mm -hmm. nerfed so here's a good thing they're patching it every week for now we'll see if that changes but they're planning to patch it every week for now and ninjas assassins get nerfed tomorrow and volley bear gets nerfed tomorrow Mm -hmm. um and some other things get buffed i forgot what gets buffed so at least they are doing that um i will also say that i haven't played in about a week now because i've just been super busy and stuff like that but I will try to stream it an, one more time or a couple more times for now. If friends want to play, sure, I'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I will say that it could also be that everyone, like, like you said, everyone was basically placed in iron two or bronze. So I want to know like how many of these people are actually like gold or plat or really good players. And you know, I you know, mm-hmm. everyone's starting from the bottom, so there's obviously like, really really good players. So it'll be interesting now a week out. Um, cause even some of my friends placed iron one and they're now like silver and gold. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see, <clears throat> you know, now, you know, if I go back into a game, like am I actually with iron people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there is that as well, but, uh, yeah. TFT update number five completed. Um, mm-hmm. last thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and I think it's something that we can't really avoid cause we kind of been diving into this like drama situation for a bit, but we won't True. name names. anyone but it i think it's pretty obvious for anyone who um for anyone who's been i don't know in in the know but uh you know a pretty prominent streamer ended up getting some heat last week for um you know throwing her cat um you know over her head if you guys didn't know Mm -hmm. there is a streamer pretty big partnered streamer and she was playing apex did you see the clip pixel you've seen the clip right
1: i've seen it yeah yeah I've okay okay
0: it. just making sure um but for anyone who didn't know um she was playing apex legends and her cat walked across her camera you could see the cat visibly and she picked up the cat by its belly i guess you should say and underhand threw the cat from a stand from the cat's standing position over her head <laughs> mm-hmm. i i believe uh, onto the ground and there's like a visible like I don't know if it's a pain noise i shouldn't assume that but there's a visible noise from the cat after she did it and no, then she kind of she kind of went about her day um it was mm-hmm. not a big deal uh that clip blew up i believe maybe possibly because of some other transact transact tran- trans transgressions she she has done in the past and uh everyone started jumping on board on this thing um we had like right or like like i'm not who is it uh ridley scott like tweeted something apparently like ricky gervais tweeted something we had like uh uh like a bunch of other people like tweet stuff about it um we mm-hmm. had like pita tweet about it we had like some organization humane society from canada was like we're investigating her or something like that it was actually nuts like it actually blew up so much into the mainstream media and stuff like that and like it was even on like uh my dad watches like the news or whatever like msnbc mm-hmm. and fox it was even on there like a couple days ago what? i swear it was on there like a little blip of it like internet content creator
1: they even said youtuber so
0: they were misinformed but they uh, were like
1: that's not like, good
0: Right? that no, blew up really, too
1: that's really bad publicity yeah they
0: they that blew up so i guess like um, you know, my whole thing with it, because I've actually talked to some people who are like, it's been blown out of proportion. It doesn't seem that bad. Like, I've thrown, I've, like, chucked my cat or something like that <laughs> Is um, something you want to admit? I know. I don't think that's very smart to say. But, um, I don't know. Very quickly, I guess, my hot take on it. Um, I think it's pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, it looks pretty bad. I have, I've owned a cat before. Uh, her name was Mew. Rest in peace. She passed away, like, a year ago from a heart murmur. Um, but at no point has she ever been on my desk or walked, you know, at, at no point have I, yes, I've picked her up and like placed mm-hmm. her down while I was streaming. I think some of you guys have seen that. There's also mm-hmm. been times when, when we were at my old place where my bed was literally right next to me and you could see my bed in frame where I'd like c- kind of pick her up and not like throw her, but like, you know, just kind of like, whoop, <laughs> you know, onto the bed or whatever, you know, if mm-hmm. I needed to move her and she was kind of being like a little aggressive or something. But I've. Yeah. But I think the thing is like that it was really bad like to just pick up You know a dog or cat you know while it's walking across your from the belly and not even just like throw it this way or throw it this way but literally just like underhand you know over the head chuck it above you like that's like i'm looking right now if i did that right now to my dog like that is a pretty big height and then not care where it lands in the background especially like there's a bed in my background like i can miss that and hit the bed frame and stuff like that like exactly yeah like i i don't know i don't watch this streamer i believe there was nothing in the background in general but it looked very bad and i think just the way she like nonchalantly was like whoop and then i was like but i think like 10 minutes later she's like oh my gosh you guys saw that oh i didn't think that was in frame sorry like does she do worse things than that does she do that like that sounds to me like she does that all the time you know what i mean yeah yeah, Um, yeah. and it just doesn't it's not a good look um pixel what's what's your take on this i mean man
1: it's bad it's pretty bad i'm going to agree with you on this one like let's okay we all know it was a cat but if it was a dog that that dog would have ended with like head injuries or something like that right but like even even a cat they're pretty nimble but like if you're tossing them it, sometimes they might not know how to land you don't know that
0: um yeah it, you can't just assume like the like what the meme it's not even a meme but like the wives say like they always land on their feet yeah <laughs> you know what i mean feet, like, like they have nine lives no. by the way <laughs> they,
1: <don't. laughs> they drink milk by the way <laughs> they lick the butter yeah <laughs> it's like i don't know it's i i don't like how a person treats an animal like that it's right. like this kind of like reckless abandon you know like the no look toss over the head kind of thing
0: yeah just Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. I think this pisses me off too because, uh, for me personally, on dates and stuff like that, I think the best way to tell how a person is as a person is how they treat the waitstaff. Yes, right. I always and I too. and then also I think I think I think you know that is kind of like parallel to like how they treat animals or what they mm-hmm. think about animals or how they treat their own animals. You know what I mean? Like, because I've been on like dates in the past where like they have a dog or they have a cat, and you can just tell like it's more of an annoyance. And it's, like, mm-hmm. only there for them to, like, when they're convenient. Like, I met their dog. And I'm like, go away. Like, get out of here. And, like, they cat now, like, not kick it. But you know what I mean? Like, foot shoot away. Like, get out of here. Like, it's like, what? It just wants to meet me and, like, hang out really quick. Like, it's not annoying me. Like, you know. So, yeah. yeah
1: totally. Continue. Like, sorry. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, like, totally, like, um, it's that idea of treating someone or something that is, like, subservient to you. Mm-hmm. Or that is in like, a lesser, like, level of power, I guess. Or, like, you know, that power dynamic. Right, yeah. Um, And like, I've seen things like that, that really kind of just irk me like, uh, like a dog owner who will, instead of like tugging it to like, make it go, they'll kick it. Like, really? That's bad. That's crazy. I've seen a person person do this. Like they'll put their foot underneath their belly and just kind of like lift them up using their foot. Oh man, that's bad. I'm like that. I wouldn't want that done to me. Like I don't want someone like kicking me in the stomach and like getting me to go. Yeah, that's and bad. It's like oh, like how can you I don't know. It's 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 one thing. It's just it's just I don't know, like I'm trying to find the words because yeah, this is yeah. just so like it's it's messed up. It is. To yeah. treat to <laughs> treat an animal that is in your care
0: like that. Yeah, and I'm no, like, animal rights activist or anything like that, but, I mean, like, there's just some basic, like, compassion that I think most people have or when treating, like, I don't know, handling or treating an animal that's, like, very apparent to me.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I don't know, it should be kind of obvious, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're pets. They They look to you for food and, you know, care, so...
0: It also is a thing where you're not forced to get a pet, so I don't understand, like, if you're going to get a pet you should realize like the responsibilities it takes to take care Absolutely. of one just ge- in general. But then mm-hmm. also like, you should also re- like, I don't know. Maybe people just do it for like selfish reasons. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. just in big picture I'm saying, but um, yeah, it- it's surprising to me that um, people will get pets and then they don't really, they, tr- it's like more of like a toy or an iPhone or something, mm-hmm. or, you know, new phone, you take really good care of it for a while. And then after a while, it's mm-hmm. like, Eh, whatever like oh i dropped it a couple times already like i dropped my phone a yeah. couple times like oh it's scuffed now like what are and you start treating yeah. those things like less and less like valuable than they once were and it... i think some people just do that with animals unfortunately where at first they take really good care of it and pay a lot of attention to it and then after a while it's like meh i'm over mm-hmm. it you know what i mean but i gotta live with it for the next 10 years
1: <laughs> right right yeah and like it's just yeah i i, I don't know man like i it's just, in general, it just really irks me the mm. way that she treats animals. Right.
0: And that um, was, like, on stream, so who knows? Like, could be good, could be bad. Okay, my dog... Yeah. If you guys are seeing this, my dog's freaking out on the bed right now. Uh, I just gave her a bath, so she's chilling. Hi, Zoe. <laughs> but uh, she's she's freaking... This is stuff you audio listeners are mi- missing out on, but she's trying to dry herself off, which is pretty cute, <laughs> Uh, and rubbing all over in the background or whatever. Um, But... Yeah, it, it irks me too, for sure. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like uh, I, I don't get why or how. I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> i don't know it's just it's bizarre and it's like the context of it all like you were playing vi- she was playing video games and i don't know maybe she was just frustrated and took it on mm-hmm. the dog i don't know like who know or cat i should say but mm-hmm. i don't know who who knows you know what i mean like why why that is or whatever like why that happens
1: yeah it kind of um, makes you wonder whether it was the first time or if it's like something oh, I, that she normally does i i think she passed pets I don't know. I think
0: she definitely I I don't know. I don't know her personally, but it seems like something that she might have done in the past or whatever cuz like she did make a comment later where she's like, "Oh, you saw that, guys?" Like, "Oh, I didn't know that you saw that. I thought I was out of frame." It's like oh. It's kind of <laughs> kind of weird to say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why add that yeah, last exactly. sentence to it? Like it makes it sound like she does worse maybe or the same or she just does generally like on, yeah. you know, off stream or whatever with uh said animal. So
1: Yeah, it's just a bad thing to say because you're still doing it. It's like, oh, like you just didn't want it to be in view.
0: Right, exactly. Um, I think also kind of something that stemmed from this as well was uh, once again, and not to harp on them too much, but I do think it would be disingenuous if we didn't at least mention this regardless. But I think another issue is the reason why this kind of blew out of proportion or blew up to the level that it has been, which I'm not saying is not a bad thing that it did happen, is that um the person who has done this this happened actually the like i think thursday or friday of last week we're recording on monday so it's been a handful of days now has gotten no response or no um anything from twitch twitch has officially Mm -hmm. been silenced silent uh on this issue to be honest and i think that's a reason why a lot of people are even more upset and outcried um it was interesting, too, because she did tweet out an apology saying that she was sorry and stuff like that. But she was streaming at the exact same time the tweet was posted. And some people are like, hey, that tweet wasn't sent by her. Hmm. She was like in the middle of a game playing. Interesting. And apparently, I don't know if this is true, but it was, it's from Reddit. So probably, you know, half the stuff isn't true. But apparently one of her mods or one of her friends actually con- has access to her Twitter so apparently they tweeted out something where they're like i'm sorry i don't usually like throw my cat and then apparently on stream she's like yeah i throw my cat all the time like not like that but i do so there's like inconsistencies already with like so it's like oh so you like there's a possibility once again we can't confirm this but there's a possibility that she didn't actually tweet that out (laughs) and like you know um you know obviously it wasn't aligned with what that Person, you know, what she said. And she's had some other prior transgressions as well in the past Mm -hmm. that I think has also kind of fueled this fire. But it has been interesting that um, other streamers have gotten banned for animal type of stuff. um, And she
1: hasn't. Right. And uh, I don't know if um, you've heard, but she, well, I don't know how true this is also, but uh, she is apparently getting people coming over to her place. Yeah, um, okay. And asking for her. Yeah, okay, people that's... to her house.
0: Okay, so first of all, that's a little too far. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm pretty neutral in these situations, and I can see this going both ways. Once again, not an animal activist. Once again, not an incel. I don't know what other words that people are going to call me after this. But once again... I don't know where the truth is. It's hard to say, right? Because she just did mm-hmm. this and then she tweets this out. I don't know where the truth is. If you people are, if, well, yeah. obviously people listening to this podcast probably don't need to hear this, but if people are actually doing that, don't do that. That's weird and creepy and that's not okay. Yeah. That's like to an extreme. Exactly. At the, on the other hand, I can see the flip side where this is very all of a sudden convenient for her, for her narrative. I don't mm-hmm. even. Know if her address has ever been leaked or something like that. I don't think it has, but who knows? But it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, this is very convenient for your narrative to now, like, kind of play the victim and be like, you know what I mean? Like, all mm-hmm. I did was throw my cat. Like, I didn't deserve this. Hi, Zoe. Uh, I didn't deserve this. Or see, wait, hold on. Side note, if you guys are watching video, you won't be able to tell, but audio listeners, this is, see, she's on my lap chilling. <laughs> i don't feel the need to chuck her over my head i'm just saying when i put her down I'll <laughs> place her slightly on the ground it'll be nice Stop, Zoe. um but yeah it's uh i don't know where the truth is on that you know i don't want to take her side 100 i don't want to take you know you know it could be true if that's true then obviously don't do that that's weird and creepy and mm-hmm. that's bad. At the other side, I can see the flip sure. side where she kind of just tweets that out and is like now playing the victim and being like, "Okay, this is bad," and you know maybe expecting like apologies from people. I don't know. Like kind of like, mm-hmm. look at what this situation caused you guys. You freaked out for no reason, and now my life's in danger. Like I can see both sides, to be honest.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And like those type of like, things, right? I yeah. I don't know where the truth lies. Whether it's happening or not, and if it is, it's really really messed up. Mm-hmm. For sure. No one should ever be doing that. Right. For any yeah. reason whatsoever. Um. And yeah, like it's, it's weird because yeah, like it, it could cause her to gain sympathy, you know, to actually have people forget about what happened mm-hmm. to sort of, it, it sort of ends up being like this misdirection.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. people focus there, on that's that rather word, yeah.
1: than, rather than the actual, you know, cat tossing. Right. Right.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, kind of getting back to it though. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I, like I said, is pissing people off is that she actually hasn't been punished in any regards from twitch and there's been other incidences i think you know just what people once again are kind of looking at is just um consistency right there's been a couple streamers i remember there's been one guy who was a partnered streamer who was banned for i believe seven days for aggressively placing down his catfish i don't know if you saw this or not or whatever Placing down his catfish a a catfish or whatever he he does fishing stream he does fishing streams and apparently They didn't like that there was blood and stuff showing when he was cutting the fish, and then he got banned for a few days. And then when he came back, he had, like, a pet catfish, and, like, he picked it up from the tank to, like, change out the tank water or something like that. And when he placed the catfish back down, it kind of, like, you know, it's wiggling. It's freaking out, right? Mm -hmm. And he dropped it into the tank, and it splashed into the tank, and he got banned for that for, like, animal abuse (laughs) uh, on a catfish. So we've seen that happen. Um, if you guys don't remember, there was a streamer years ago who had a cat jump on her and she tried to remove the cat from her and I think it was like an awkward angle and the cat kind of scratched her and she grabbed the cat by the neck and was mm-hmm. like, Stop it, you don't do that, and then threw the cat on the ground. She was banned for I believe a year. Ooh. Um, for that incident. And so it's just surprising that we have two extreme incidences here. One that's kind of ridiculous, right? A catfish, and then another one that's like an actual cat. Which is like, mm-hmm. I get it, it attacked you, but I don't know if you should be like choke slamming a cat to the ground. You have both these incidences that happen, and then you have this person's incident, which is kind of, I would say, maybe in the middle, maybe slightly to the left of the catfish thing, where, you know, you shouldn't be chucking an animal above your head and doing that type of stuff in any regards. And mm-hmm. nothing. Not 24-hour, not 7-day, not 30. It's very interesting.
1: It really is, I and mean, you kind of have to wonder, like, what's going on, what's going on over there? Yeah. What, what's going on through your minds?
0: Mm. um i also kind of because it is public i do want to read this but uh dj wheat who is a prominent figure in the starcraft or was a prominent figure in the starcraft community and is also currently director of creator development at twitch also tweeted out uh a day ago and uh he said as a cat owner i'm very upset over the recent news i'm also someone who does not have moderation powers or enforcement just like i can't fix your subscriptions I want to see a band. I do not want to be harassed because you think that's the right thing to do. If it was up to me, I would, uh, ban said person for at least 30 days. I would ask to see an awareness stream and potential charity drive for pet abuse or pet charities. I would put forth a 90 day probation post ban with no tolerance period. You mess up or break TOS ban. Uh, by the way, this is totally hypothetical. And I'm simply giving my opinion as if happened, uh, as if I happen to work in moderation for a a live streaming service and something like this happened. Ultimately, I think everyone should let the Twitch moderation team do their job just because they don't tweet you play by play. doesn't mean they aren't hard at work 24 seven. So that was the official, you know, tweet from DJ. Wheat once again, director of creator development at Twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I thought that was interesting as well (laughs) that he, he posted that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting that <clears throat> that has to carry some weight and yeah. you're going to have to wonder like if you're on the uh the trust and moderation team you're going to have to take that into account right
0: um but yeah it's interesting um also other clips have surfaced of her feeding her feeding her cat vodka uh
1: yeah and yeah, stuff yeah. as well
0: and then a couple of other clips apparently there was clips from the same stream where she also chucked her cat Ugh. I, not as bad, I will say. Not as bad, but it, it seems like it was one of those things where maybe it built up to her just being like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah,
1: like the, the vodka thing is actually, I think, more dangerous because yeah. I believe it takes only a small amount to actually kill a cat. Right. Like it, they can actually die, like from, I think a, it's a teaspoon of, of vodka. Really? Yeah, like a very, very small amount. Like they. It's, it's actually super dangerous
0: I did not know that that's actually uh hold on that's actually crazy okay ju- this just in three hours ago actually um, apparently a streamer was streaming um you know was streaming today and he was memeing uh, mm-hmm. about you know the said person who threw the cat or whatever and I guess he was memeing and through and showed a video of on stream showed a video of someone else, not on Twitch, just a random YouTube video of someone else throwing the cat, and you know it's, it looked very bad. Apparently, it wasn't him; it was not him; it wasn't anyone on you uh, on Twitch or YouTube. It's just a random video that he found on YouTube or whatever. He was banned for three days. He was just banned for showing or engaging in acts or attempt of real violence. He was just banned. He was, like, memeing the, the you know, the cat thing that happened to her mm-hmm. and showed a video of, like, how bad or harmful it could be, and apparently he was banned for three days. This just ridiculous. Said, this was, like, three hours ago.
1: That was absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's actually crazy. And then, oh, wait, hold on. Is this the same guy or is this a different person? Yeah, so it says um, he got banned because he made a joke about her on Twitter. Uh, You know, and on stream about the whole thing i don't know the context of it It could have been a really bad joke or something like that but it's but he's showing his official ban thing and it says reason showing or engaging in attempts in showing or engaging in acts or attempts of real violence is the official is the official reason why he was banned
1: wow okay
0: and we still have not heard anything about her and her her you know if anything's gonna happen to her
1: yeah, I just, you know what? I have a sneaking suspicion that some of this, that this whole thing is going to blow over within like a couple of weeks. Oh Everybody yeah, definitely forget the about it. And there's going to be no punishment whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen as well. Oh, we also have one of her mods who uh, apparently messaged some guy and threatened him, so that's cool too.
1: Oh, yeah. nice. Awesome.
0: <laughs> it does, it seems crazy. Um, We'll update you on this story, but we might forget about it in two weeks as well. Uh, to be to be honest with you but um this person has had a history of some crazy things so i don't know maybe we'll see something this week i guess we'll update you on the next podcast if that is anything to do with it or whatever uh hopefully because it'll be interesting to get uh, blake's take on it as well but uh yeah guys i think that's gonna be it for this episode kind of ended on a sad note i think we covered a lot of good topics though pokemon comic con experiences the future comics mangas hopefully Mm -hmm. pixel reads bakumon Yes, um, and then look it up. Uh and all that good stuff. So uh I think that's it. Once again, guys, uh thanks for what listening, watching, wherever it may be. Uh remember friendly reminder that episode twenty next week we should have a special guest on. It's ninety nine percent sure it's gonna be uh Blake who I was on fingers. earlier. Uh it should be a three person podcast with all video and stuff. Hopefully my computer doesn't explode as well. And um yeah, yeah uh I once again. We'll have- yeah and then august we'll have a special guest as well so that will be cool we'll have pixels friend uh yeah yeah. who will be on as well so that'll be be cool so please 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 feedback is greatly appreciated um for this or whatever uh no content podcast at gmail.com is the email if you guys want to do give us feedback on how that goes um or just tweet me or whisper uh pixel on twitch (laughs) since he doesn't use twitter anymore um but yeah uh anyway guys uh as always pixel anything any last words and also where can people find you
1: uh well you can find me down below at twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101 awesome awesome
0: as for me guys you know where to find me but in case you don't are a new listener here you can follow me on instagram twitch or twitter at ryan kubo Um, You can also follow me on YouTube. We do post the VODs of the episode uh, as well. So that's youtube.com slash S-H-I-G-E-O-S Twitch TV. Um, Also look into your guys' show notes or down below in the episode description, uh, wherever you are. My other podcasts, which are technically all on hiatus at this point, are down there Mm -hmm. below. If you want to check out some more content from uh, either of us, uh, pick Deep thoughts is still up and up there if you want to listen to past episodes as well. But anyway, guys, uh, we'll hope to see you next week with episode number twenty. Take care, guys. See you guys.